Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Well Then. I wanted to share a short and sweet episode with you all today as we round out these last couple weeks of the year, which is crazy to say. I cannot believe we're already headed into 2023, but here we are. And as crazy as it is that 2022 is almost over, I am excited for the energy, the magic of a fresh start and a new year. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about the importance of connection and community when it comes to our personal growth and mental health. I'm also going to touch briefly on the difference between intention setting and resolutions, which many people are prone to setting around the new year, and why it might be a little bit more beneficial for your mental health to focus on an intention rather than a resolution. And then I'm going to pass the mic, so to speak for you to hear from one of the members of the self-care space, which many of you may know is my self-guided affordable therapy membership and mental health community for women. There are so many amazing stories from women in that community, and I love when I get to share some of them with you and when you get to hear from them directly, because that actually leads us perfectly into the first topic that I wanted to talk about, which is connection and community. And how big of a difference that really makes on our healing journey and just life in general, being a human. We were not meant to do this thing alone. And as many of us learned over the past few years, isolation can be really damaging to our mental and emotional health and even our physical well-being. I think a lot of us learned when we spent time in isolation and transitioned to working from home, just how important it is to have healthy, fulfilling connections in our lives. And maybe many of us also learned that we actually like a lot of alone time. I know I am one of those people. I've always been one of those people who, who um, prioritizes alone time and prefers it to a certain degree, but too much of it is definitely not a good thing for me. And we all have to kind of understand our individual boundaries and limits and to know that as much as we might need time by ourselves to recharge, to kind of navigate our own inner world, we also need the connection and the strong bonds of people that we love and people who love us in our lives, especially to carry us through tough chapters. And I know if you're anything like me in the past, especially when I was younger, I really struggled with the mentality of trying to figure out everything all on my own and wearing that almost as a badge of honor. Like I had to have all the answers or at least appear as if I did and, you know, get get the answers, get to conclusions, figure things out on my own in order to be worthy, in order to be a valuable or to seem like I had it all together and that would make me lovable and make me enough. And when you're caught in that mentality, it can be difficult to get out of this loop of sort of, you know, independence and strength and like, I've got it. I don't need anybody's help. The reality is we all need help and support in different ways at different times in our life. It's just that some of us don't learn how to accept that, how to ask for it when we need it. And we don't learn that it's a, it's a good thing for some of us. It doesn't feel safe necessarily in our nervous systems to accept help and love and support from other people. And I will say, without a doubt, unequivocally, things changed so much more rapidly in my life for the better when I started asking for help, when I started to admit that 
I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have all the answers and I needed some guidance and direction. And there's really no shame or weakness in admitting that, although many of us believe that there is, or at least are conditioned to believe that there is. Because how could any of us have all the answers? We haven't done this before. You know, we haven't gone through this exact life experience before. It's our first time doing it, and we figure it out as we go. And we benefit greatly when we learn from other people who are at least a few steps ahead of us, who also figured it out as they went and have some of the answers, or maybe had people who taught them and supported them and helped them. So no matter what arena it's in, whether you're struggling with your mental health or trying to figure out how to feel your feelings and communicate them in a better way, how to improve your relationships, improve your love life, how to navigate a, a challenge with your health. You know, my chronic Lyme disease is a great example. That was something I could not do on my own. I needed a team of amazing doctors to help get me the guidance and the treatments and the diet and supplements and medication that I needed to get better. And I also needed loving friends and family to help support me emotionally and help pick up the slack for the parts of my life that I couldn't attend to as much while I was sick. So building a support system is a vital thing. Building a community is also part of building a healthy support system and having that sense of communal connection, like not just family, but friends, acquaintances, having a sense of belonging to something greater than yourself really does wonders for your mental health. And, you know, I'll share another recent experience. Many of you know, this past year, I moved back to the Pacific Northwest where I'm from originally after having spent my whole adult life in California and New York. And so while I returned back to Washington with um, family and a few friends in the area, I didn't have as much community here as I had in California and New York because I took time to intentionally build and nurture those communities. And now I get to do the same thing here. And I really notice the difference. You, you notice what it feels like when you go from either having a community to not having one or from not having one to having one. And then you kind of get the benefit of seeing, wow, okay, I really do feel more supported, more safe, more held, more loved, more seen, whatever it is that you're looking for. So if you're going through a life transition, moving or changing jobs or changing relationships, losing a relationship, all those things are times where we might notice a heightened need for a connection and community. And um, I think there's also a lot of power in feeling like other people can either relate to what you're going through, they can understand it and empathize with you. That can help you feel a lot less alone in your struggles when you're going through something challenging. Um, again, also people who have maybe been where you are and are a couple steps or even one step ahead of you and can give loving support and guidance in that way. Um, but sometimes just to be heard by other people, to have your inner emotional experience witnessed and seen and heard by another person is so, so healing. And I really encourage you to not underestimate the power of that. And that's actually a big part of why I created the self-care space really intentionally to be a community and not just a learning platform. While we have lots of wonderful self-guided therapy programs and workshops and mental health toolboxes, like there's so much for you to learn 
about yourself and the way your mind and body work. Um, and that's wonderful. I, I, I nerd out about those things. But the community piece was also what was so important to me because when I was beginning my self-care, personal growth, mental health journey, the loneliness of it can be really challenging to feel like you're just trying to figure this all out and navigate it on your own. And maybe the people in your friend group aren't on that same path and that can feel a little bit isolating. So one of my favorite things about the self-care space and this this past year, this past couple years with this community has really reiterated this for me, is how wonderful it is to see just such a supportive group of badass women come together to cheer each other on during hard times, to share and celebrate wins with one another, and just to be there as a sounding board and a support system. So I just wanted to share that in case you are a woman who is maybe feeling like you're lacking in that sense of connection and community. I encourage you to come check out what we have going on. There's a community feed that is a very safe space for you to share what's going on in your life. We also have incredible um, expert moderators who are counselors that give feedback and guidance in there. And then we've got our group coaching session and group events, which are just, again, a really nice way to feel seen, heard, to ask questions, to get support and anything that you might need in any given moment, chapter, or season of your life, because we all know that this healing journey isn't linear. Life is very cyclical and seasonal, and um, we go through hopefully long periods of, of highs where we feel like we're, we're rocking it and everything's good, and then we go through challenging periods that feel a little bit darker and lower, and those are the times we really need to lean on our support system. And then when we're in those high periods, that's when we nurture our support system and our community so that it's there for us when we inevitably go through challenges. So it's just a little reminder, wherever you're at this time of year, I know it can be a lonely time of year for a lot of people. Just know that if you are in need of connection and community, my DMs and my emails are always open. The self-care space is a very safe place for you to come and connect. And I hope that you take advantage of that and connect with. I also wanted to quickly touch on, as I mentioned, the difference between intentions and resolutions, because this is something I get a lot of questions on this time of year as somebody who has a background in behavioral life coaching and habit formation and holistic therapy and all the things. Um, so yeah, obviously a lot of people set New Year's resolutions, goals this time of year that they hope to meet at some point during the course of the next year. And oftentimes those goals are very um, sort of external, physical, tangible goals, whether it's, you know, a weight loss goal, a, a physical goal with your body, either performance or aesthetic related, or maybe it's to do with career, money, whatever the case may be, maybe getting into a relationship, all the things. First off, I just want to say that those aren't bad things to want. It's wonderful to want what you want. I think it's awesome to have desires and to let those desires fuel and motivate you. But what I've found in my experience is that it's even more powerful when we connect to the energy of an overarching intention. And an intention is really at its root, connected to the way that we want to feel. It's less about the external experience and much more about the internal experience that we think that we will get or that we hope we will get from that external result or outcome. And here's why this shift is really important. 
because when we focus on our intention being an internal felt experience, it can actually encompass a lot more amazing things externally than we had initially planned or hoped for, or than we can even imagine right now. And oftentimes we limit ourselves by just focusing on one goal or specific resolution and then feeling like a failure when we didn't achieve that specific thing in the timeline that we had hoped to. Whereas when we focus on inviting an intention, an energy, a feeling into our day-to-day life over the course of a year or even a month or even a day, then that intention can show up in wonderful, magical, unexpected, and expected ways. So I like this because it kind of invites in more possibility and gives the universe permission to play with you, to have fun and to, again, surprise you because there are a million and one things going on behind the scenes of your life being orchestrated in ways that you can't imagine. And when you have a little bit of faith and trust and belief in that process, um, it's just pretty incredible what, what can happen. So here's some examples. I like to boil down intentions in a couple different ways. It can be a phrase or sort of mantra or theme that you want to bring into your life or to make it even more potent. Um, One of the therapists in the self-care space did a wonderful workshop last year called What's Your Word, where you basically land on a one-word intention for the year. And again, that word is very feeling oriented and it, and it encapsulates something you want to bring into your overall life experience for the next year. So your word, if we were comparing resolutions and intentions, your word wouldn't be like weight loss. That's not necessarily an intention. The word might be confidence or empowerment or embodiment If you want to, you know, be in a relationship, your word might be love. It might be passion. If you want to experience um, more growth in your career, your word might be growth. (laughs) It might be expansion. Any of these words that feel really inspiring to you are a great way to boil it down. And again, it doesn't have to be a single word. It can be a phrase as well, but a word can help make it even more clear um, as far as like what it is that you're inviting into your day-to-day life. And then from there, your action step is to first tune in to how that word feels, some of the possibilities of how that might translate in your life, how it actually feels in your body to feel confident, passionate, joyful, love-filled, expansive, all the things. And then write it somewhere where you'll see it, make it a part of your kind of regular practice, check in with yourself on a weekly or monthly basis over the course of the next year and allow that word to guide the choices and decisions you make. Because if your intention is love, you'll make different choices than you would if you were coming from a fear-based place. If your intention is having and inviting in more magic and possibility in your life, you're going to probably say yes to more things than you would have otherwise or be more in tune with your intuition. So that's just a little bit of a taste of the difference between intentions and resolutions and why you might want to shift your your focus there as we gear up for the new year. Um, If you want to learn more about this, we're actually going to do another workshop in it on the self-care space. You can re-watch last year's um, workshop recording. I highly recommend it. It's an awesome one. But then we're going to do a 2023 intention setting party for all of our members um, on the 2nd of January. So if you would like to check that out, you can head to the link in the show notes um, or go to 
yourselfcarespace.com to find out more about getting a free trial and joining us there. And now I would love you to actually hear from one of our amazing members so you can first get a feel for what it would be like to be a self-care space member and also just get inspired by her incredibly empowering story of her healing journey and her personal growth. I love getting to share our members' stories with you guys. So without further ado, I will pass the mic over now. All right. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to the Well Then podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so excited to chat with you too. It's been so much fun for me to have these conversations with our self-care space members. And I'm so excited for you to share a little bit more about your journey and what your story has looked like, because I think it's going to be so relatable for so many other young women out there who can probably, you know, see themselves in, in pieces of your story. So I would love for you to just start by sharing a little bit about where you were before you joined the self-care space and what inspired you to join in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm so excited to also just hear what other people say, because I think everyone's story can be so unique, but also so relatable in different ways. Definitely. Um, but I think I was really excited when self-care space um, started up. I know that you and Katrina were talking about it for a while. And then um, I think when it started up, I immediately joined because I, if I'm thinking of the timing correctly, I was in a space where I had just finished college, um, right in the middle of that, like beginning, very unpredictable part of the pandemic, um, where I didn't really have that graduation. I didn't feel like I finished my college online. So it didn't feel like such a big accomplishment to me. And so I was kind of wondering like, where do I go from here? Um, I didn't really know. I don't know. I almost felt like I didn't know who I should, you know, who I should work towards at that point. I was like, okay, I finished college. Now what? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think self-care space really was just an opportunity for me to kind of start to figure out who I am and start my healing journey. And it's, it's really forced me to, you know, question, um, what I want to do and who I want to be. And I think that's huge. That is huge. And thank you so much for sharing that because I think, first of all, it is so important to acknowledge that what you went through is unique only to like the classes of graduates from the last couple of years. No one else can ever relate to what you guys went through and how that must have felt to have poured so much time and effort and resources and money into, you know, getting your degree or, or whatever, you know, level of schooling you're in at that time. And then to not really get to celebrate it and acknowledge it like you had probably anticipated you would. I I can imagine would be so hard and definitely impact your mental health, your sense of direction, your sense of identity, all of that. Yeah. So I just commend you all because, you know, the pandemic was definitely hard for everybody and has been a crazy adjustment the last couple of years. But I I spent a lot of time thinking about, wow, how hard this must be for, for students and people graduating and missing those kind of big milestone celebrations. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it kind of goes along with people who, um, you know, started, had a, their first baby in the beginning of the pandemic or, you know, other big milestones, weddings, things like that. It's changed a lot of things for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you, in the midst of all that, you know, decided, okay, I want to dive deep and work on myself. I want to connect with community. Like I really want to find some purpose out of this really crazy time. Yeah, absolutely. So can you share a little bit more about 
some of the things you've learned along the way. I know before this interview, you had shared with me um, some kind of explorations of self-worth that have been really empowering for you. And, and some of the things that you shared, I think would be really helpful for other people to hear. So I'd love to hear more of that in your words. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think just starting at that very first month about self-talk, um, it really made me realize how much um, in my life before that point, I cared about what other people thought. Um, I realized in that first few weeks of talking about the way that you talk to yourself and how, why it matters so much, I realized that a lot of the beliefs I held about myself came from things that other people had said in my past. And it couldn't have even, it wasn't always, you know, these big um, things that were constantly being reminded. Maybe it was just one little thing that someone said when I was 10 years old and it stuck with me and it kind of forced me into these beliefs. Um, that I still held about myself. Like, I don't know, for example, you know, I was maybe eight or something um, across the street at a neighbor kid's house on the trampoline. And I remember specifically his words saying I was 75% fat. And from that point, I almost just believed that my body took up too much space. And I held on to that belief for the longest time. And I, I never really attributed it to coming from that. And maybe it didn't, you know, entirely come from that. I think a lot throughout my life, there have been points that have kind of reaffirmed that belief, whether that be by society or, um, you know, other people. But um, it, it, I kind of, I don't know, throughout that first month, realized where a lot of my self-talk came from. And um, it's really, it's really inspired me to change the way that I talk to myself because, it is so important and it changes so many other things in my life. So I think that is the, just right from the start, I knew that self-care space was going to help me so much because of that, that point. Yeah. And that is so huge because again, what you said is such a common experience. Most of us aren't fully aware of the way that we're talking to ourselves hundred percent of the time, or even if we are, then we haven't really done exploration of where do those beliefs come from? Where do those you know, thoughts that we repeat on a regular basis kind of stem and originate from. And it might be something as, as simple as one comment that was made from a neighbor mm -hmm. or a sibling or a friend. And you might look back on it and think like, oh, that was really hurtful. But, you know, how could that have caused this ripple effect of all these other beliefs? And at that young of an right. age, it really can because that's when your identity and your psyche is really being molded. So going back and, and discovering those um, yeah, those root causes of your self-talk is so empowering and powerful to be able to shift it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It really is. Yeah. So I love that that's something that you experienced. And that's also why I love diving into self-talk being like the first thing that people explore when they come into yeah, the space, because definitely. that's like, yeah, it's the foundation for everything else that we do. Exactly. Yeah. And you guys really helped me realize that. So oh, yeah, that first so month was amazing. <laughs> Have there been any other topics that have stood out to you along the way um, or things that have been kind of impactful that you've been learning? Um, definitely a lot of just impactful things, um, just tools to kind of utilize. Um, and I think that comes with both the program and the, the live events that you guys offer so much. I've yet to do the one-on-one -on -one coaching, but having done, um, you know, like talk therapy in the past, I really think it's reassuring that that's always an option for me. 
Um, but there are so many other options. There's so much variety that you guys provide with the live events. Um, I was really excited for the tapping, um, the sound bath. It's all just so unique in the way that you can, you know, utilize those things to help with what you're going through. Um, and I think just another topic that really stood out to me was the relationship month. Um, I think in my past, I had let fear and anxiety kind of control my thoughts and my actions and my relationship. And, you know, first going through that self-talk and um, figuring out how to ease some of that anxiety by the way that I talked to myself helped. And then just in the relationship month, you know, using that, the tools that I learned in the past to really just change the way I show up in my relationship. And so for you, was that a relationship that you are already in prior to the self-care space and you were able to kind of see that transform throughout this work? Or was it a new relationship that came in during that time? Oh, I think it was a little bit of both. So number one, it was with my um, current boyfriend. I mean, I've been with him for years before the self-care space and I kind of watched um, myself kind of learn where I was showing up in my relationship that I didn't want to. Like, I feel like sometimes you don't realize that you can be not a toxic person, but you can show toxic behaviors without that malicious intent maybe, but you can still have toxic behaviors. And I think I kind of realized where I was showing up in my relationship with him that I didn't want to be that way. I wanted to be, um, you know, this light or this positivity in that space. Um, So I think one with him, but then also with um, forming some new relationships, because it kind of shows up in any relationship. Um, I moved from mid, mid, mid United States, the Midwest Mm -hmm. (laughs) to um, Arizona less than a year ago and making friends out here. I really tried to just be authentic in the way that I showed up. And I think it's really helped me to form these genuine friendships with people out here. And I, I think it's just helped in many ways. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's huge. Because one of the biggest questions I get from, especially from, you know, people who have recently graduated from college or are a few Mm -hmm. years out is how do I make friends as an adult? It's like so much harder when you're not all on the same campus. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. And it's just, and afterwards the self-care space helped a lot too. And um, the sculpture with Katrina, like just finding that community of like-minded people who, you know, they may be going through similar things as you, or just, you know, share similar thoughts or experiences. It's just finding like-minded people has helped so much as well. Yeah, absolutely. It just, you know, that sense of connection is really healing in itself, but also feeling like you're not the only one going through what you're going through and you have people to lean on and kind of talk things through is so, so helpful Mm -hmm. and supportive. Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree. So I think you had mentioned when we, um, when we had spoke before that you felt like that area of relationships was one of your biggest wins since joining the self-care space. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Although I kind of, um, thinking about it more, I kind of realized another big win is probably just my overall like confidence and self-love. And I think that's allowed me to step out of my comfort zone and, um, in my relationships and outside. So I think I have two kind of big wins there, but Okay. Yeah. That is huge. As much as like, I mean, even in my, my private practice, most people come to me because they want to, you know, work on their relationships or find their dream partner or whatever it might be, because our relationships with other people tend to be 
the, the focus of our life and take up most of our time. But the reality is our relationship with ourself is the most important one. And it's the most con- yeah. constant one. Like we're the only ones who are there from start to finish. And so I love hearing when <laughs> people are, are increasing and improving their self-love and self-worth and, and that relationship to themselves. Cause that to me is like the biggest win of all. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's you guys that taught me that too. It's the self-care space that taught me just how important that is. Oh, so thank so you for that. <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you for being a part of the community. I'm, I'm so glad that it's resonating with you. And I'm so glad that you're, you know, here and contributing to these conversations and to this space, because it, it, it wouldn't really be possible without all of you guys as well. Yeah. Oh, I think I just thank you so much for even having me. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I really appreciate your your time and wanting to be a part of this series and sharing more about what's possible with people out there because especially I think around that age of like graduating college when you're trying to figure out what your next steps are in life, you're not really sure what's available to you in the realm of personal growth and self-care and you know, somebody might tell you like read this book and somebody else might say like go to therapy and those things are great, but I really wanted to create this structured space where you have all the tools and resources to kind of guide your next steps. And so hearing what that's been like for you is, is really cool for me. So I really appreciate you sharing your journey. Absolutely. It's so my pleasure. You guys have done an amazing job at creating just that. And I, I feel so honored to just be a part of it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And for anybody listening who um, really resonated with Ashley's story, you can find out more about joining the self-care space in the link in the show notes. And hopefully we'll see you at one of our community events so we can all connect together. <laughs> Thanks again, Ashley. Thank you.